Hello, my dudes. Welcome back to Previously Gifted. I am happy to be back, as I am every week. This week, uh, I'm just going to jump right into the patrons, because I love them so much. We've got some new patrons to shout out. First, we have Skylar Johnson. Um, I'm going to put my pen down, because you can hear it. Skylar Johnson, Twitter, at Skylar Brook with three E's, Instagram, at Skylar B. Johnson, and then we also have Daniel Maldonado. Daniel, Denny boy, welcome and thank you for joining us. We also have a new sponsor. If you guys listen frequently, you know that our sponsors get shouted out every episode because... They're the sponsors, duh. So welcome Kirsty to the sponsor club. She has an Instagram, which is Kirsty J McCulloch. So you guys should hit her with a follow and like all of her photos. And then we've got the old, the old faithfuls. The rest of the sponsors, including Eric at Maywither. I feel so bad. I mixed up Eric and his Instagram, and I kept saying that his Instagram was Matt's. And so I apologize. I apologize to both of you. Um, but it's Eric at Maywither, okay? And then we have Matt. We have Matt Barham. So thank you. I don't know. I don't know Matt's social media, to be honest. Um, and then we have Jerome at Grizzly. Joni K. I don't have her social media stuff either. But Joni, I hope you listen. Uh, if you want me to shout out any of your, your social meds, please let me know. Or even, like, your favorite meme account. I can shout out something in honor of you, you know? Then we've got Lily Dylan and Liz at LizW206. So, thank you guys. Again, if you want to support the podcast, and if you maybe want to get shouted out sometime here, uh, go to patreon.com slash previously gifted. It's basically a tip jar if you really, really enjoy the podcast and want to throw some dollars at me online. But it's completely optional. We're here. We're chilling. It's Monday. I love a new good uh, start of a work week, even though I I haven't started my job yet. You guys, if you listened to the last episode, um, I got a job. I finally got a job. I haven't started yet, though. I went into Starbucks today, and I had to sign some paperwork as well as fill out a lot of forms and stuff online. Um, But I went over there today and got my schedule, my first training schedule, which starts next Monday. So it's been a pretty easy start to the week for me. (laughs) Hey, welcome to your new job. You start next week. I'm like, well, all right, that's easy. Thank you. There's actually been like so much buildup for this. Like I've been thinking so much about having a job and then I'm like, like, budgeting already, as if I already have a job, (laughs) and I'm like, oh, yeah, I do have to start working at some point. At some point, I will actually have to do these hours. Anyway, I absolutely love budgeting and crunching the nums. Like, in my little journal, I'll just write out, like, oh, if I make this much, if I work this many hours, blah, 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 and then checking out all my bills and things that I have to pay for in the next few months. It's not fun thinking about spending the money, but it's fun crunching the nums. Can anybody else relate? Anyway, um, today's topics, I, as almost always, (laughs) I don't know what to uh, expect or discuss, and uh, I usually don't think about it too far in advance unless something really strikes me throughout the week, and I'm like, damn, I gotta talk about that. 
this week I was like, I don't know, like, I'm trying to keep it fresh for you guys. I don't want to cover any of the same topics too much. I did get one review, uh, P.S., leave a review. I got a review from one of you who said that you like the podcast, but you cannot go vegan, so you don't want to hear about veganism that much, and I totally get you. Um, I try not to talk about that too much. I also try not to talk about studying abroad too much, but... (laughs) I have to mention that I studied abroad in France every episode. I'm actually contractually obligated. I wish I was sponsored by ISEP. Honestly, I have given, in general, studying abroad in France so much promo that it's like, is someone going to pay me for this? Like, (laughs) literally, Europe, pay me, direct deposit, wire transfer. I don't know. Somebody reach out, please. Um, but anyway, so I was thinking about things to discuss this week, and then I remembered a video I attempted to film, because I haven't posted a Tiffany Ford video in like two weeks now. Oops, this podcast is officially my number one priority. Um... I wanted to make a video on Tiffany Ferg. I actually filmed it multiple times, which I rarely do. Usually I can film a video once and get it out the way that I like it, edit it, and then post it. Sometimes, though, I'll film something and immediately know that it was shitty. (laughs) And that's kind of how I felt trying to talk about this subject on Tiffany Ferg, where I'm trying to, you know, make my videos not too long, because apparently some people don't like long videos, and I get it, because I can talk forever, but that's what Previously Gifted is for. The topic, (laughs) now that I've, you know, hyped it up a lot. I just want to talk about how, like, everyone wants or has to be a brand nowadays. Social media um, speaking. What? Social media related? (laughs) Whatever. I'm not very good at explaining this. But also, I don't know. Let's just jump in. (laughs) God damn it. I am a little fucking rusty, okay? Every, Every time I'm like, wow, it's been a week since I've done this. Uh, I also don't talk this much to myself out loud, um, so I get nervous. Anyway, this concept, it it got into my brain because I saw something that I think Anna Russett retweeted that was this magazine called Teen Boss. Oh my god. I retweeted it, in case any of you saw that. Um, Basically, it was, like, this teen magazine that looked like a Tiger Beat kind of thing, like, you know, like those classic just a celebrity gossip magazine for teens. But this one is all about, like, how to be an entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. (laughs) Or, like, a social media star. And, oh my god, it was so weird. Like, it was basically, like, how to make millions just by being yourself. Or, like, how to start a very successful YouTube channel. I mean, I have so many things to say about this. On one hand, it's kind of creepy, but also aren't all teenage magazines creepy? Like, looking at them, the covers are, like, way too smiley, happy teens, and, you know, all the classic shit. Um, but yeah, it's, like, it's very strange that this concept exists, like, that nowadays kids and teenagers truly aspire to be, like, vloggers for their job. And it's all, it's all difficult because I'm conflicted as someone who does this as at least like a part-time job. Um, and I don't want to discourage younger kids from pursuing this, but it's just like, 
basically social media stars are the new reality stars, um, the new celebrities, basically. But also it's a way for you to make money. The weird thing, though, is, is for kids to think that it's that easy, that just being yourself is enough to get millions of followers, get enough you know, followings, views, whatever, to um, make a lot of money. It's just like, it's an unrealistic promise, which of course is as unrealistic as the magazines when we were younger that told us we could be celebrities. You know, some of us will (laughs) or can be, but obviously not everybody can be a star on social media. So it's very, very, very interesting. Um... It's very strange. I mean, it's it's like those, there's like Instagram girls who are literally like 12 or 13 who look like Kylie Jenner. And it's like, holy shit. Like, not only do you not look your age at all, uh, but like, it's just, it's a very different time. And I feel old. And maybe I'm disconnected to what's happening on the social media <laughs> outlets nowadays. But um, yes, yeah, basically, that's it. It makes me feel old and weird. Um, (laughs) but anyway, there's this thing that's like, nowadays, everyone wants to be, or not everyone, but it seems like a very common goal to be either, yeah, famous on social media or be an influencer. (sighs) That's a term that I hate as someone who could be described as an influencer. Um, I hate it and would never really want to use it, like, for myself. Um, but basically, like, I think that term was derived from brands, like, companies, giving a word to social media people. Anyone with a following. Oh, that's an influencer. Because, yes, they have influence over their audience or who follows them. And it's like, I don't know. I don't like boiling it down to something as simple as that. Like... If I were to say, I do YouTube because I want to influence people, primarily to buy things, that's not true. I mean, I hope that I am influential in some way, maybe in, like, uh, ideas or concepts or, like, (laughs) inspiring you to do your thing and be yourself. Whatever. Um, But I don't... I don't know. I feel like maybe it's, like, a like a YouTuber versus Instagrammer thing, there's definitely a hierarchy. This is crazy. Um, I'm getting so, like, scatterbrained, so I apologize. I can feel it happening. Uh, But let me just talk through this. There's clearly a hierarchy or, like, a some kind of competition thing between ex-Viners, who became YouTubers, and OG YouTubers. Because it's like, OG YouTubers, we've been here, we've been doing this. Viners, they jumped on the wagon, they got successful, some of them are really great, and some of them make really great YouTube videos. So for that, for some people, it's a good transition. But like, I feel like (laughs) they'll forever be known as like an ex-Viner. So I don't know. I mean, I guess if you think about somebody like, I don't know, Cody Ko, for example, um, I don't really think of him as an ex-miner, but that's just because I'm such a huge fan of the other content that he's done, and he's not just doing YouTube, too. He's, like, pursuing acting and lots of other things. 
I'm getting totally off track. I'm going to take a break because I'm not making any sense. But in this next segment, I'm going to continue kind of talking about um, social media fame. And uh, I don't know. I've just got to get my shit together. Bye. And we're back. Okay, I kind of got some of my thoughts together. So this is hopefully going to be a more um, sensical explanation. Is sensical a word? Delete. Okay. Um, Basically, social media people, such as myself, I create YouTube videos. I'm trying to build my following. I have a relatively decent-sized following, so I am a social media person. Someone like me um, is told by managers or other people to develop your brand and stick to your brand. So branding is all about like your style, your tone, just every way that you represent yourself online. I'm primarily talking about the perspective of a YouTuber because that's what I know. Um, But you want to be consistent with your brand so that your audience knows what to expect when they subscribe or follow you, um, and so that they'll like the majority of the content that you create. So for me personally, it has always been hard for me to consider myself like a brand and stick to my brand, um, because I've always been like, oh, I don't want (laughs) to, I don't want to be pigeonholed into like one type of content. I want to be able to talk about whatever I want and blah, blah, blah. But it is true. I mean, if somebody subscribes to my channel, for example, because they found my study abroad videos, which has been the case in the last year, um, they're going to want to see more study abroad related videos or travel videos, which is why I've been making them, because that's what a lot of my subscribers want to see. Some of my other subscribers, maybe people who were subscribed before that, are probably like, okay, shut up, bitch. Like, we get it. You studied abroad for a semester. Get over it. Um, But it's like, now that's part of my brand, like talking about that subject. Um, Another part of my brand that has recently come to fruition is talking about university and college and kind of like the expectation versus reality in terms of like trying to transfer or trying to be a young adult. Um, So that's, I mean, it's a super easy thing to integrate into my brand and continue making content about because it's still something that's very relevant in my life. I mean, essentially all I have to do is continue (laughs) documenting the process, which I enjoy and hopefully, you know, a good amount of my viewers, whoever, enjoy it as well. Um, But it's hard because sometimes I'll think of an idea and I'll go, oh, I really like that. But then I have to consider whether my audience will like it. (laughs) And like, that's the frustrating thing. Because it's like, first of all, you have to make something that people will even click on in the first place. So that's all about the title and the thumbnail. You can't just make like upload something with an obscure title that doesn't make sense. um, Or just something silly because some people won't click on it unless they know what your video is going to be about. Um, So nowadays it's like to get things seen in search engines, you definitely have to make sure you have keywords in your descriptions, titles, everything. Um, But also like for the sake of your subscribers, some people aren't that deeply interested in the people that they subscribe to. So 
I don't know, you, you have to be really careful about how you try to grab attention. And that's, like, a huge issue on YouTube, obviously, is, like, people will grab attention in some annoying ways, you know, like, extreme clickbait or just, I don't know, whatever. Even gay baiting has become, like, a big thing, and it's, like, it's, it's a lot, but, you know, we're all just trying to get those views because we're establishing our brand. Anyway, let me get back to that. So, as a social media person trying to develop a brand, um, you, yeah, you want your content to be kind of, you know, at least like a similar thread related types of topics. Um, and then you have a target audience, a particular age range who is searching the same things or specific demographic, yada, yada. Um, basically you create this brand not only for yourself, um, because obviously it helps you grow as a channel or a creator or whatever, but also for the companies that you work with, companies are going to reach out and want to work with brands. They're going to work with creators whose brand fits their brand. So it's like, it's very interesting, which again has been something that I've struggled with. Um, because I mean, obviously just right off the bat, I'll only work with like vegan companies. So it's like, I'm not going to work with, um, anything who's not vegan or not cruelty free. But also, I don't really get approached for even vegan, you know, cosmetics or whatever often because I don't make content about my skincare or my makeup routines very often. So it's tough because I may be interested in those kind of deals, but like my brand is mostly unrelated. It's not beauty related at all. Um, So here's the thing. Nowadays not only like social media creators, influencers, not only those people need to have an online brand, but essentially everyone has an online brand, which kind of is an obvious thing, but it's like, I mean, obviously everyone constructs the way that they want to represent themselves online. And that essentially is your brand, essentially. Um, So it's like, It's a very, very interesting thing because it's definitely blurring the line between, like, who is a creator, so-called creator, whatever, and who is just a person with a Twitter or an Instagram, you know? I find it interesting. I find it very, very interesting. Um, Like, for example, (laughs) I've heard about, like, high school kids... Like, my brother is a senior in high school right now, and I've heard about, like, people his age and younger um, really stressing about, like, Instagram, for example. Like, they obviously want to get more followers on Instagram, and they care about creating a theme, and they wouldn't want to post something that would make people unfollow, so they don't want to post too often, and they'll only post their very best pictures, But to me, I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) Why would you care about that? This is just your personal Instagram. You're just a kid in high school. Like, why are you concerned about creating this image? I mean, it totally makes sense. Of course, high school kids and everybody cares about their image. But it's like, why? Like, I don't know. I guess that just falls into, like, it's a common thing for everybody, for the most part, to want to gain followers. 
And it's so strange. Because, I mean, I think about it. I've been in the social media game so long that it's like, I can't even separate myself from it. But I also am very honest in my social media, especially Instagram. Like, my Instagram fucking sucks. But it's very true to who I am and, like, my style. I've never had a theme. I don't edit my pictures. Like, whatever. That's just me. Uh, It's just not something I'm interested in. But again, most social media people, influencers, blah, um, they're probably, you know, advised to create an aesthetically pleasing Instagram with a theme and with your own filters and a look and a cohesive thing. And I'm like, no, I cannot do that because that's so not me. It always blows my mind when I see like, I don't know, like a really funny YouTuber and then I'll go to their Instagram and it looks like every other YouTuber's Instagram. I'm like, not you too. Like when it's a really funny, cool, different person, but then their Instagram just looks plain and it doesn't seem to match their personality. I get that people can have different styles and want to represent themselves in different ways on different platforms, but it's like, it's very strange to me. Again, and again, I'm not trying to like shit on people who care about how their Instagram looks because I, I know people, you know, that can be a creative outlet and you can have fun making your theme and like having everything match and that can be like a, you know, a creative project for you. It's not for me, but I, I respect it because I absolutely <laughs> would be unable to do it even if I tried. Um, so then like I think about, yeah, these teenagers, just kids in high school who have this pressure to make their social media look like an influencer's page. You know, does that make sense? Like, why would they need to put that pressure on themselves to have this perfect put together thing when it's like, why don't you just post what you like, you know? I mean, that comes into like Finstas too. Again, I don't have a Finsta. I, I cannot be bothered to have that many pages. I don't have any separate <laughs> personal accounts, which may be an issue. Um, like my Twitter is my one Twitter. I don't have like a personal Twitter. Instagram, same thing. Um, a lot of people do that just like for their own privacy and stuff more power to you. But I, again, I don't know. I don't care. And I like to just keep everything all in one place. It makes it easy for me. And that's how I like to do it. Um, in terms of like these high school kids creating their brand, um, their Finsta is the only place that they feel like they can be free. But it's like, that sucks. That sucks. If you feel like you can't be free on your main account. Like, what the fuck is the point of a main account if you're not enjoying it or if it doesn't accurately represent you? So that brings me back to the point of, like, how creating and maintaining a brand is so ironic because it's literally constructing something to seem genuine, you know? It's very weird. I mean, that's art. That's social media. Like, Nothing can go up online without it being edited or intentional. And that's, like, the point. But I'm just saying, it's an interesting concept. And it's, I don't know, it blows my mind. I like to talk about this, though. Because it's it's only becoming more and more important and relevant. And obviously, it's not going to go away. So it's like, okay, how do we as people (laughs) deal with our brands online or the conflict we feel about having maybe a different 
brand or perception of ourselves online compared to how we are in real life, you know? It's a classic, classic conflict. All right, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we will write... I was so close to not messing up, but I had to... (laughs) I'm losing my marbles. Um, We'll take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. That's all I meant to say. I'm losing it today, you guys. It's fine. It's fine. These lights are so bright, they make me get all loopy. See you in a second. back to the point that I was originally trying to get around to. Um, Catherine, aka Catherout on YouTube, she's really great. She makes college-related, young adult, young professional-type content. She's awesome. Shouts out, Catherine. Um, she mentioned the fact that kind of everybody creates their own online brand in a video recently, and she was talking about how you can use that to your advantage in terms of, like, professional situations or employment or whatever. Um, so obviously, like, representing yourself well online is important, you know, we were always warned, like, make sure you don't post racy things on Facebook that colleges are gonna see when you're applying to them. I'm like, question, does, does the average college really check out your Facebook? I mean, I don't know. Let me know. I'm sure, like, way more selective ones do. I definitely wouldn't be surprised if, like, Ivy Leagues did, um, but it's like, is your local state university really looking up the Facebook page of, like, every applicant? I don't know. I'd be fascinated to know. Um, but obviously, it's like, don't post something online, whichever page it's going to, whether it's more of a private or public page, unless you're okay with that being in the wide open. Um, but it's like, yeah, so that's interesting. It's like, not only are people developing brands for themselves for like a social media um type of thing clout as the kids would say (laughs) I probably didn't use that correctly I'm always burping in this podcast I'm so sorry um not only for clout but also for professional clout so that's great add me on LinkedIn (laughs) I haven't been on LinkedIn in a while because I I stopped going on it because I was like okay all these jobs are out of my league. I don't even have a degree yet. Nobody's going to hire me for any of this. <laughs> but anyway, shout out to Cather out for that thought because it's true. It's true. You can have a social media presence or more like, you know, an online portfolio of like who you are, what your interests are, what you're passionate about, you know, that, that comes from everything. So... Pfft. That's a whole other thing. On top of making sure your feed looks nice, you got to make sure it's attractive to potential employers as well. (laughs) No wonder we're all stressed and anxious, dude. We have so much weird social media pressure on us. It's true. It's true. Um, So (laughs) I want to tell a little story. Uh, This is actually, like, the other thing, aside from the Teen Boss magazine. This is the second thing that, like, set me off. Uh, in the past few weeks when I was thinking about social media. I woke up one day and I was on Instagram. First of all, that was the first thing I did when my eyes opened. Terrible. For some reason, I was on my explore page. I've been looking at my (laughs) explore page. Like, I never used to do that. And now I find myself just going through all the dumb shit. Anyway, I was on my explore page, stumbled across this stylish man's profile, and, um... I looked at his story, and he was, like, 
reposting pictures of people who bought his presets, which are, which I had just learned about like a week prior to this. Um, Presets are Lightroom, which is a photo editing software, Lightroom settings, presets, so that when you edit your pictures, they all look similar. Um, This dude was selling his Lightroom presets, which I'm pretty sure was three, three presets for $100. I almost shit myself. I was like, um, who the fuck is buying this? But clearly a couple of people out here are, probably more than a couple of people. This dude had lots of followers and I didn't realize that there were people that were that into Instagram and trying to make their pictures look a certain way that they're willing to pay that much money. It blew my goddamn mind. I used to think people were dumb for paying like a few bucks extra for extra filters on fucking VSCO cam or fucking whatever. Again, I don't edit my pictures, so I don't know any of this. Um, (laughs) But like, again, I get it. I get it. If you want to make your Instagram look great, if that's a fun, creative thing for you, go ahead. But bitch, the way to do that is not to buy someone else's fucking hard work and their own preset, dude. No, because then your pictures just look like his. Fuck that. No. If you are so into Instagram and or photography that you have Lightroom and you actually want to edit your photos, learn to fucking edit, dude. Like, learn to edit your own photos your own way. That's how you're gonna discover your own fucking look. And then, fuck it, you could sell your your presets to somebody else. Uh, but not for $100. That's fucking ridiculous. I, I googled it after that, and I found some on, like, Etsy and other shops that are, like, 10 to $20 for a big, big, big set of presets. Okay, fine, that's better. At least then, you've got a lot of options, jumping off points that you can adjust based on your own pictures. But, like, Don't get swindled by these fucking influencers, dude. These influencers will sell you anything. Suddenly I'm so heated. I've just seen so much bullshit. (laughs) And it's like, ah, you know, it's the same classic shit. Like everybody's selling the same fucking fit tees. Fuck fit tees, dude. Everybody knows that. But like most of your fave Instagram bullshitters are gonna sell you that fit tee because they can make a lot of coin. I get it, make that money, but also don't sell shitty products, you know? It's just a fucking, um, what's it called? It's a laxative. Um, and also, all the teeth whitening kits. It's like, okay, get that coin, whatever. I mean, those aren't that bad, but it's, like, so funny. There's so many, and, like, protein shakes and shit. It's, first of all, Sponsored Instagram posts are so uncomfortable. It's so fucking funny. Oh my god. The other day was National Pizza Day, and somebody who pops up in my Explore page often is Billy Billy Physips. What the fuck? Busy Phillips. Who people say I look like. Kim from Freaks and Geeks. Shouts out. I like her a lot. I'm not following her, but she pops up on my Explore page. Busy Phillips posted a picture on National Pizza Day, wearing some kind of a pizza shirt, eating pizza, and it was an ad for fucking ranch. Hidden Valley Ranch. And it was, like, some cheesy-ass thing, but, like, literally it was, like, her eating pizza and then, like, ranch in the corner of the picture. And I was like, this is so awkward. I fucking love bad sponsored Instagram posts, dude. 
Oh my god, I've seen the funniest shit. And it's it's always like the shittiest pictures. And it's like, okay. I've done like maybe a handful of sponsored Instagram posts, usually in conjunctions with a sponsored Instagram or what? A sponsored YouTube video. Um, and it's, it's awkward because the brand has such specific requirements on what it wants you to post that it doesn't feel authentic anymore. And you can't just like post the way that you usually would. And then they usually tell you what to caption it with some dorky ass shit and like all these stupid fucking hashtags. And it's like, (laughs) it's so funny. It's so awkward. There's like very few people who pull off doing sponsored posts without looking fucking dumb. And those are probably the people who have enough followers to where they have more power over the brand to be like, no, I'm not posting your fucking embarrassing ass caption. I'm going to post a hot selfie like I always do and tag your fucking brand, basically. Oh, man, that just set me off. That just set me off. It's so funny. But anyway, it's like the people who sell like the absolute shittiest shit. It's like, do you have any, any pride? I don't know. It's like fuck. Again, get that coin, whatever. Um, but I, like, for myself, I have standards. (laughs) I'm not saying that. I don't know. It's like, I'm not saying that they don't have standards. I'm sure they say no to a lot of things. It's funny being an influencer, blah. Um, by the way, for the people listening, every time I say influencer, I have quotes up because I, I don't like calling myself that. As a social media person, I get so many bullshit email offers and, you know, sponsorship requests and blah, blah, blah. 99% of it I don't even reply to because it's just bullshit that just, like, I would never want to promote. Including, not to shade anybody, but, like, Zaffle. Zaffle is that, like, awful website where people have, like, really bad reviews of it because either the clothing is actually trash or, like, it's a scam, whatever. Maybe they've gotten better in recent years, but, um, (laughs) I always get these, like, shitty email offers. Like, it's not even, like, a well-written email. It's just, like, hello, we will give you $250 or $400, uh, in a gift card, so just buy all the stuff you want and make a haul video. Thanks. And I'm, like, "Mm, no. Um, because if I, somebody who fucking always bashes fast fashion, if I came through with a fucking Zaffle haul video, I would get roasted. I would get very roasted, rightfully so, because that's bullshit. That is not keeping up with my brand. And yeah, that's just, that's obvious. So anyway, um... I don't know. Maybe I'm just jealous of the people who get to promote anything and get that coin, you know? It's like, I guess if I wanted, if I literally only cared about money and I wanted to exploit my social media followings for the fullest, um, I, I guess I could just promote like any shit that comes my way. Why not at least do it until I start losing so many followers that it becomes like detrimental. Um, (laughs) but anyway, uh, it's so strange. That's the thing though. That's the thing that attracts people to being an influencer. Okay. That, this is a big point. I get why people would want to have a YouTube channel. Like for the same reasons that I like having a YouTube channel, having an audience, having people listen to you, um, interact with you. It's fucking awesome. I've like, I've always wanted this kind of interaction. And just in like the last year or so when my channel has grown, you know, it's been so fucking cool. Um, but like, so I get why people want that. It is a very cool thing to have. 
Um, did I get into YouTube and stuff to want to make money? No, I joined in 2008, dude. I was 12. Like, I don't know what I wanted. I wanted to make videos to put on my website, tiffanyferguson.com, where I'd write really exciting posts such as, this weekend me and my friends went to the movies and saw Saw 3. Here's a picture of us at Town Center. That was the shit that I was making. Oh, God. Anyway, um, what the fuck was my point? I totally, totally lost it. Um, oh, okay. I didn't get into this years ago for the money. Am I in it for the money now? Maybe a teensy bit? Maybe half? <laughs> it's like, okay, my motivation to make content, yeah, it, it creates some revenue for me, but also... It's worth more than that, guys. It's worth more than that. But there are literally some people who just want to be an influencer. All they want to do is get sent free shit from brands and be able to make money posting Instagram pictures or posting YouTube videos, and that's it. That's the extent of the impact they want to have. They just want to be able to sell shit to people, which, hey, again no shade. I mean, if you're good at that, if you can successfully do that, and if your following appreciates it, if they really like the things that you promote, whatever then. But it's like, I don't know. I think that's like, that's a just kind of a shitty, like, ultimate goal or first thought to have where you're like, I just want people to buy my shit and I want to make money from this. It's like, I, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know how you create a, a genuine, authentic, cool space if that's like your main priority, you know? Okay, I'm gonna take a break. I'm burping again, and we'll come back for the next freaking segment. I hope that this podcast episode doesn't make me sound like a complete twat, which is the English version of twat. Twat? twat. I hope this episode doesn't make me sound like a complete fucking twat. Um, sorry about that. Just had to, you know, (laughs) had to fix my image there. I had to clean it up a little bit, put it on brand. Um, anyway, yeah, I'm not trying to say that I'm like, (laughs) I'm definitely not trying to make it seem like I am better than anyone in any way, any creators, or the way that I do things is even right. I'm just saying, I'm just comparing the way that I do social media to the way that some other people do social media. The thing is, there are infinite ways to do social media. And who cares? There are no rules. I mean, there are definitely things that are looked down upon by the general consensus of people. But, you know, to an extent, you can kind of just do whatever the fuck you want. So that's the freedom of the internet. Um, But I'm just saying, like, I mean... (sighs) I sound like a fucking broken record and a an elitist fucking bullshitter. But, like, <laughs> I have always said and tried to maintain this sense of, like, just honesty and, like, authenticity and, like, a genuine perspective in my videos and in my podcast and all my social media. I just try to literally keep shit real. And I love <laughs> saying that because... It, almost everybody says that. It's so funny. Um, But like, we know, we know that there are people out there who say they're keeping it real, but they're completely fucking not. They're the literal online version of reality TV that's scripted, you know? They're like, I'm just gonna keep it real. Here's my vlog. And it's like, no, none of that is 
none of that's real if it's all constructed. But okay, whatever. Again, where do you draw the line? It's a blurred line. Who knows? Um, so anyway, I'm not trying to say that I'm better than anybody. So please don't take it that way. Um, I, I guess I just have this like, this disdain, this like bad taste in my mouth over like the same bullshit kind of accounts. I don't know. It's like, this is again, just my personal taste. But like social media to me is a very positive place. And I just know that for a lot of people, social media can be very toxic. And it just makes me sad because I'm like, dude, there's so much good shit on the internet. There's so much good shit, great content, great people on social media. Why follow people or whatever that make you feel worse about yourself? Like, for example, um, I know a lot of girls specifically follow fitness accounts. Um, You know, these like impossibly fit, beautiful people with, like, really nice asses, (laughs) and, like, you know, to an extent, they're like, oh, this is goals, this is, like, my fitness motivation, when I see this post, I'll go to the gym, it's like, no, most of the time when you see that, you're just gonna feel bad about yourself, um, so it's like, I get following fitness pages, like, for example, like, a fitness journey page with, like, a more, I don't know, I guess a more realistic, portrayal of, you know, the fitness journey or weight loss or all the struggles, weight gain, you know, like I would rather follow someone like that than follow someone who is perfectly fit already. Cause I'm like, fuck, you're only going to make me feel bad about myself. I'm going to see your hot body and I'm going to hate mine. Um, so it's like, you know, if you scroll through your Instagram feed and someone's picture like hits you with a pang of just like jealousy, And you see them and you're like, oh, fuck, like, I want their life. I want their car. I want their hair. They're so pretty. I want to be them. It's like, okay, for some people, it's fun to follow those kinds of people. But like, (laughs) I've noticed those kinds of people that I've followed. They're either like people from real life or, you know, online people. But after a while, like if I've, if I've felt that feeling, any kind of negativity, like, multiple times that I've seen your posts, I just finally unfollow them. And then I'm like, great, I'm never gonna think about this person again. It's great. That's the thing about the internet being constructed. Social media, you can literally mold it into whatever you want to see, which can be a bad thing. It can make you very close-minded, but you can use it to your advantage if you want to, like, only see what you want to see, you know? Like, don't see shit that makes you feel bad. Don't follow people out of hatred or out of jealousy or whatever, you know? Follow people that inspire you in a positive way, as in you see their shit and you feel better, not you feel inspired, but you feel like shit, you know? Um, so that's, like, my no- my number one kind of thought is, like, if you have to keep unfollowing people, do it, dude. Like, who cares? And, um... I don't know. That's easier said than done, uh, especially when it comes to, like, real-life friends, because there's still such a, like, you know, it's such a taboo to unfollow people, because that, like, has some, like, meaning that you hate them, or you don't want to talk to them ever again, or you'd want to cut ties, whatever. Lexi Lombard, I think, tweeted something about that, was like, why is it so wrong to unfollow somebody? Like, can I be friends with someone, but not follow them on social media? And I think that was a really great question because it's like, true, why do I feel obligated to keep following all these people just because I know them and like them in real life? 
I can like you a lot in real life, but fucking hate your posts, dude. I can absolutely hate your Instagram or your stupid tweets or whatever. They just may not be my cup of tea. So why should I feel obligated to follow you? But then I think about it and I'm like, oh no, what if they have the unfollow app? What if they see that I unfollowed them and then they think I hate them or something? I'm like, first of all, if you have the unfollow app, delete, delete and stop caring about that shit. That's just another thing that's going to fucking twist your fucking brain and fuck you up. Um, sorry for the cursing, if anybody's listening at home, um, near your parents or somebody who might care. If you're listening to this out loud on, um, public transportation, I'm very sorry. Anyway, it's like, who cares, really? Unfollow them, and if somebody really, like, notices and confronts you about it, just be like, hey, it's all good, literally no beef, I like you as a person, I'm just cleaning up my social media. You know, no fucking offense, literally none, you know, like I don't want, I don't want anyone to feel like obligated to continue following me forever just because we worked together four years ago or something weird. You know, it's like I have unfollowed most people from high school because they're not my friends. And even some of my kind of friends, I've still unfollowed them because I'm like, "Mm, I just don't need to see your fucking posts all the time, dude. Like we shouldn't feel obligated to keep up with hundreds and thousands of people. Because essentially that's what you're doing when you're following people online is like, if you're watching their videos, you're keeping up with them that way. If you're following them on Instagram, you're keeping up with them that way. And it's like exhausting. Like It's an endless scroll of just like things that make you feel nothing, but like you feel like you have to keep up with it. I'm still hiccuping. Great. Um... Anyway, do a little social media cleanse and fuck it, post some dumb Instagrams for me. If you post like a really, I don't know, if you post a dumb Instagram, tag me Um, with my Instagram in 2018. I've made it my personal mission to just post more dumb shit, like really care even less than I already did about what I post. Because for a little bit, I'm like, oh, I want to post pretty pictures. And I still want to do that sometimes. I'm like, ooh, this selfie is going to get some likes. All right. Um, But then I just like, I've got to bring myself back down to earth and be like, you know what? My true, true ones will like this picture of me laying on my bed with my belly out. And it's like, you don't have to be ridiculous and over the top and post like really ridiculous, dumb things. But sometimes you can. I don't know. I've just, I've looked through my Instagram like back from the beginning And, like, around, like, 2013, it was prime, dude. I would post, like, three times a day, like, the absolute dumbest, funniest shit. Like, intentionally bad filters and edits. Um, And those are the best pictures to look back on. And, again, like, I like looking through my Instagram all the time. Um, But it's a great representation of, like, what's actually happened in my life. Because I do like to post pictures with my friends and family and whatever. So for me personally, like I like my Instagram to actually represent like what I've been up to, who I've been hanging out with, even the dumb shit. (laughs) And like, I would be so sad if I went through my own Instagram and it was all just like overly posed, but casual um, pictures of myself to match a theme. Like, that's, to me, that's empty. If I saw an alternate version of myself, alternate reality, my own Instagram, and it's this fucking black and white theme with fucking granite shit everywhere, <laughs> like me posing in booties, I'd be like, what the fuck is this? This is you? In what world? 
Um, anyway, again, no tea, no shade. If you like black and white pics and granite countertops, that's cool. Me too, but not on my Instagram. And that's the thing. It's like, I just like to follow people that like, that I can enjoy their pictures. And when I see just the same type of shit, like if your face were blurred out and I couldn't tell if it was your picture or fucking a thousand other people's because they all look the same, it's just personally boring. Anyway, I'm, I'm going to cut this episode off because I think I've like ranted enough and molded myself into some elitist asshole that I think I'm done with myself for today. But really, this was all, all in good fun and I just felt like talking about the weird nuanced things about social media. So again, I love you guys. Um, if you want to leave a podcast review, that would be fantastic. You can do that on iTunes. Um, and please like tweet me or Snapchat me, or hit me up on Instagram. Um, and let me know that you're listening because it helps with a podcast. It's like, you kind of, you feel like you're shouting into the void and you know that people are listening, but like, you don't really hear it except for YouTube comments. If you've watched this whole thing on YouTube, please comment something. Just something, period. <laughs> um, I love it. I, I, I love it, you guys. I've been having so much fun on this constructed platform that we've created and built together. And I really feel like I constructed a very honest representation of my authentic thoughts today. And I'm just being my true best self in the most constructed way possible. So if you could give me constructive criticism, that will help me tweak my artificial version of myself online. And um, I would love to check out your social media pages and see the constructed versions uh, that you have built for yourself. Um, I'm definitely done. Okay, thanks. Bye!